is Bob McCraney with This Month in Realty, and I am super excited to have Heather Witt with the Witt Group, EXP in Austin and in Georgetown, Texas. And we've been having a, we almost didn't start the show because we were having this great dialogue <laughs> about property taxes. But first, Heather, tell us about the market in, in Austin and Georgetown. Um, well, you know, so it's, it's maintained uh, pretty good momentum uh, so far this year. Uh, we still in certain areas, the really hot, desirable areas of town, we're still seeing multiple offers. We're seeing prices driven way up above asking. Um, and, you know, sometimes I'm scratching my head going, where are these people coming from and where do they get all this money? Because there's nothing supporting some of these prices and they're still selling. Mm -hmm. Now, that is not happening everywhere. Okay, we are seeing where certain price points and certain areas of the market just are not, they're not getting those multiple offers. Uh, I'm seeing posts every single, you know, weekend on a Monday, uh, agents are saying, hey, believe it or not, this property did not sell over the weekend, which has been a very common scenario. You list a property on Friday, by Monday, you have multiple offers and you're done. Um, that is not the case in a lot of areas now. So um, we are seeing a bit of a softening, if you will, of the market. Uh, I think part of that is because of what you and I were just talking about, which is this right. crazy uh, tax hike that we have seen. And people are just in sticker shock and almost afraid to pull the trigger on a purchase for fear of, well, what's going to happen next year? <laughs> so... so so let's use that as a segue and for we're going to leave our standard format of asking questions and stuff like that so in texas we have no income tax but we do have property tax property yeah. tax is usually pretty hefty if you move here from another state you're like oh my god your property taxes are so high but we're not yeah. taxing your income so there's the difference um in property tax language there's two values that you'll get on your home from the county by the way you're taxed by the county and then the county sets the value. And then there's usually four or five taxing entities per property, which will be your county, your city, your school board. Maybe you'll have a, a, a water district or a, col a college district or, or maybe a public hospital. Like in Dallas County, you have Parkland Hospital. So Dallas County, let's take that, has five districts that tax based off the value that Dallas County sets. So Dallas County is going to send you something that has two valuations on it. One's going to be the market value and one's going to be the assessed value. If you're a homesteaded property, meaning that's your domicile, you registered that as homestead in the year you bought the home, January 1 after you bought your home, you register it. The homestead assessed value can only go up 10% a year. The market value can go fling up and down as high as it needs to, but what they can tax you on is the difference. Now, and Heather, I'll, I'll shut up here in just a second, but the, the, the market value is what people have sticker shock on. What they have to go down and look at is the assessment value. Because when you go in to protest your taxes, most of the time you're looking to lower the assessed value. What are you getting taxed on? And what you'll walk out with is they, they lowered your market value and you think you won something, but it's a bit of bait and switch because you walk out the door going, yay, I got $10,000 off my value, but it was market value and not the assessed value that you're actually paying taxes on. Right. Take yes. Away. Yes. So, um, you know, here the, the two um, 
you know, the main areas that I work are going to be in Travis County and Williamson County. And so first thing you want to do is if you haven't received your notice for some reason, you can actually go in Texas and look that information mm -hmm. up. So you go to TCAD or WCAD and you look up that information by homeowner name or by your address. Okay. You can look up anybody's information because all of that is public information. Okay. So the, the one thing you want to do is take a look at that. You want to make sure if you purchased your home a couple of years ago that you have actually filed your homestead and that it is showing on there. We have multiple different types of tax relief here in Texas. You've got homestead, you've got over 65, you've got uh, disabled veterans, you've got all sorts of um, uh, different relief that you can apply for, even spouses of veterans can carry on that tax relief as well. So um, you wanna make sure that those are uh, on your county tax record number one. If they're not, get that corrected ASAP. Um, number two, you do want to make sure that you're seeing the uh, discounts for those because even if it's listed on there, I've seen one or two where people have brought them to me and they don't show the proper discount for those different um, you know, tax reliefs. So right. you wanna make sure that that information is correct there. Um, so Bob, you and I were talking about uh, the people who are going to be super burdened by uh, what's happening right now. Like um, you know, someone who the new construction is not going to be exempt. So if you bought a new construction home, you're gonna have some, some issues. Um, if you're an investor and you don't have a homestead on your property because it's an investment property, um, like my investment property, which was my very first home that I purchased, it went up $300,000 in assessed value in one year. Wow. $300,000. That's so, like being taxed on an entirely new home. Yes. Um, and let, let's unroll a couple things you just said there because sure. they're absolutely true. Um, if you bought a new construction home, first of all, Texas is a non-disclosure state. Your deed will say you paid $10 in other consideration for your home. Every deed says $10 in other consideration. What happens though is that the note on your home gets filed as well as a lien. And that note will say you took out a loan for $400,000. Well, they can do math and figure out that, yeah, probably a 10% loan, 10% down, that's going to equal $440,000 house. So they're going to know that based off the note, not the deed. We don't tell them. There's been rulings in Texas where they're not allowed to get in the MLS and find out what the numbers are. But were. you know what they're doing here? And I don't know if they're doing it where you are. Um, here, they're sending out a very official looking survey. Yes. No, yes. It's, it's a piece of paper and it looks very formal. And it says that it's voluntary, but it's in the lightest gray, tiniest, print right. you're ever going to see. And it's a survey. It is not mm -hmm. mandatory, but they send it to the person who sold the home. They send yes. it to the buyer of the home. And yes. it asks what the house was sold for or purchased for. And people are actually filling these in and sending them back. They know better. Yeah. I tell everybody I work with, throw it away or write a big, you know, not heart-shaped, you know, symbol on it and send it back to them because it's a non-disclosure state. They do not have the right to know, but people are the telling they, them. 
Well, the other thing they do is, let's say you're at 123 Banana Street and you go in to protest your taxes and you called Sally the realtor and Sally the realtor sent you comps in your neighborhood and you walk in to comp with comps and say, 123 Banana Street isn't worth this. Well, your comps are 345 Banana Street and all the other ones around it that sold and you just gave them the sold values of all the people around them. Exactly. So exactly. Anyway. Let's talk about the process of protesting your taxes. This year, it's going, to be, it's going to be horrible. The best time to protest would have been three or four years ago when the market was a little softer, and then they wouldn't be able to, because you took that value away three or four years ago, they wouldn't be able to come up as high now. I have one client of mine, we knocked the crap out of her value uh, probably about four years ago, and she called me this year. She's like, what do I do? I said, honey, you're the lowest one in the neighborhood because of the work we did a while back. This right. is the year we're not going to be able to get anywhere. But you walk into, you, you file your protest, they're going to try to offer you something up front to save time and not come in and take up the time of the board. We'll take a little bit of money off. That may actually be a good deal because if exactly. you go in front of the board, it's three tired people who've listened all day to other people complain about their properties. You may not get anything. Right, right. And, and what's really <laughs> important to know about protesting your property taxes in Texas, we have an informal process and we have a formal process. The yes. informal process, the burden of proof is on the county, okay? So when you go into an informal protest, the county cannot raise your value. Mm -hmm. The burden of proof is on them. So the only thing they can do is say no, which they're most likely going to do, or they might throw you a bone just for making the effort and coming in, okay? Um, don't be rude to them. That's not going to get you anywhere. I'm just going to say it. Um, the, if you, if you, if they say no, and they say, well, you can take your concerns to the formal protest, that's where you have a panel of homeowners, right. typically retired people whose, um, you know, values have been capped forever because they get their school uh, values get capped because they're over 65. So theirs don't go up any, anymore. Um, ish. I mean, the, the rates still can change, but I mean, the values don't because they're not, they don't have kids. Right. So they're not paying those taxes. That's how they value it in their head. That's how they think about it. But um, so anyway, if you go sit in front of them, now the burden of proof is on you, the homeowner, and right. they can absolutely raise your taxes at that point. And in that room, you want to walk in with a packet of the best information you can get. I like to look at every other house in my neighborhood that's 100 square feet high or low, because if one is being assessed at $90, $90 a square foot and the other one is being assessed at $140 a square foot, you need to prove to me that that one's gold plated and this one is ready to tear down because yes. that's unfair assessment. They need to equalize that. And, and that's important, Bob. Explain to people what you're doing versus bringing in sold comps. So sold comps is where they win. There's two ways to, to uh, uh, protest a, an appraisal. One is that my market value is off. Well, in this market, market value is like 50,000 over asking. So you're going to lose that, that fight all the time. Inequal assessment, unequal assessment is the other one. And that's where if you have two properties that are each, let's say 2,000 square feet, and you have the, the, the builder built that floor plan 17 times in the neighborhood. And over time, one owner will protest every year and their 2,000 square foot property will be assessed at um, $70 a square foot. And then over time, the other person never protested. They're now being assessed at $110 a square foot. So that difference between 70 and 110 over time just keeps growing and growing. And you can't have unfair assessment. They have to equalize those out. Now, the three people in the room will like go, well, we don't see that. Market value is still high. And that's where going before the board can be un. un a bad situation because 
they are going to go back to the argument they win, which is market value. And we're saying unfair assessment. And we have to keep bringing them back to two houses, same square footage, $40 per square foot gap. And they're going to go, thank you so much. We see market value. And there will be a person in the room very much kind of like a prosecutor representing the county going, here's the comps we're using. And you're going to keep saying, but it's a $40 per square foot gap. And somewhere in the middle, those, those three people in the room will judge the value of your property. And that's what it is, unless you want to go to district court later and fight it. Right. That's why we so, said about taking the early number, maybe better. Right. So at this point, Bob, and this is, you know, this is not a, a hard, fast rule. I'm just asking your opinion. Um, would you advise anyone to actually go to a formal protest at this point with the way that the... If my... In this this market year, I don't know. Previous yeah. market years, I think we had a much better shot. And, and that's the thing I was saying. Knock them down in other years so that when you have a year like this, they're already capped because you've knocked them down lower. But yes, if you have a property that needs a lot of work, has a lot of deficiencies, like your roof was bad. By the way, it's a deficiency as of January 1. Right. Don't, I mean, January 1 is the day. If you had a, a something happen to your house in February, it does not count. January 1, if you had your air conditioner was bad, your roof was bad, your, your fence was falling down, if you can show the things that are wrong with your house, then they can do that. They can bring, you, you have justification for bringing it down. Now you want to fix all those before Heather lists your house. But, <laughs> but you want to, you want to, and by the way, tax assessment value has nothing to do with what you can sell the house for later. Absolutely to, nothing to do. You know, I shouldn't protest my taxes. I want to sell it next year. I want it to look more, no. Totally, mm -hmm. totally disconnected. But yeah. if you have, to, to your point, if you have things that are are bringing the value down because it's deficiencies in your home, absolutely, you can go protest those. And That's, these are deficiencies. These are deficiencies, not cosmetic differences. These are, if your house needs to be painted, you know, on the inside, it hasn't been painted, or you need to replace your carpet, you know, they don't care about that. They're talking, what they're concerned about for the most part is actual physical deficiencies, like right. you said, like, right. you know, every other house that, you know, sold in the neighborhood or that they're, you know, using as a comp to yours got a brand new roof last year and yours is 20 years old. Okay. Yeah. That is a huge That's deficiency, a huge deficiency, right? We had one person with mold, mold remediation issues. That's mm -hmm. a deficiency. Right. Right. You have a crack in your slab deficiency. You've yeah. got single pane windows versus every other house has double pane. They've replaced all those over the years. That is a huge cost difference yeah. that could be used as a deficiency. Yeah. They, I think it's a little more subjective to them, but it, it's worth a fight. It's, it's worth getting a quote and, and, a, and telling I'm them. I'm never going to tell know, somebody hey. not to protest. I just right. think this year, they're going to keep going back to the market value and we're going to keep going back to, to unequal assessment. Mm -hmm. I don't think this is the year to knock them down. I think our best window was a couple of years ago and that mm -hmm. will, that will turn back around because the market is always in flux. We will have right. great years, but that's why every year you protest it so that in the great year you get, you get a lot off. Yes. And then in the, the year that they got us dead to rights. I tell people every single year, at least make the effort, at least yeah. file the protest, make the effort, right. ask for something, get something. Okay. Um, the, the biggest, I think some of the, you know, the questions that I've been getting are from a lot of investors, rightfully so, because they are definitely going to bear a huge burden. Yeah. Um, and some of the questions I'm getting asked are, well, 
can we raise the rents to yeah. equal out what's going on in the market? And the answer is, of course, yes. Now, will every single neighborhood, um, will the rents in every single neighborhood actually equal out and, and, and cancel out the, the additional cost that you're going to be paying, the additional taxes you're going to be paying? Not necessarily. Right. Um, if you've got really, really, really long-term tenants who you absolutely adore and love, and they're at the max of their payments, unfortunately, you may have to ask them to leave and get new tenants, yeah. which is, is heartbreaking to me. Yes. But we're seeing this, you know, and it, it's scary to me also that, you know, the city of Austin is so interested in, um, you know, fair housing and, uh, you know, per, um, affordable housing scenarios, and yet they're they're creating a situation for people who cannot afford to yeah. purchase a house where they are being uh, booted out because yeah. they can't afford to pay the rents due to these higher taxes from the homeowners that they're renting from. I mean, it's this this, this catch twenty two scenario right. that's just really not um, I don't think going to play out well, uh, and it shocks me that City of Austin is doing this. Or that Travis County, I should say, is doing this because yeah. we're seeing it mostly there. Williamson County doesn't seem to be as crazy. So let's touch Travis. on one more thing, and then then we're going to wrap up here. Yeah. There's a difference between your market value assessed value, which we covered, and then what the county tax rate is or the city tax rate is. Yes. So each year, for the last several years, I live in Carrollton, Texas. Um, they've been able to lower the tax rate because the the assessed values have gone up. So you're in Texas, they're only allowed to go up three and a half percent without calling a special election. The city, the county, the school board, <clears throat> excuse me, can only go up three and a half percent without uh, asking for an election. But they've actually been going down little tiny percents each year because the values have gone up more. They're still making more money. Every city council member and every mayor will tell you, oh, we lowered your tax rate. But we the values have gone up so high you didn't have to. So right. just realize that it's a four cycle tax season. There's creating the, the assessed value and sending it out. There's you protesting it. It's then the, the tax entities, the city, the school board and everybody getting those and setting their rates and then paying the bill at the end of the year. There are four whole seasons to this. And we only get concerned about the valuation. We should be watching the city councils and the school boards and everybody else set the rates later as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Heather, how can somebody reach you? Uh, best ways to call me at 512-994-4663. I'll put everything below. You come back next month? Yes. I love your conversations the most. <laughs> Everybody, this has been Bob McCraney with This Month in Realty. Tune in next month to hear from Heather and other real estate experts around the United States and Canada. Bye. Thanks, Bob. <laughs>